In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Great relationships aren't built in a day. Great relationships are built daily. And while date nights and vacations, they're great, they're wonderful, we either don't do those enough to really keep up emotional intimacy, or there's so much pressure to have fun and connect, they can do the opposite and separate us. What's the answer? Well, instead of focusing on date nights, focus on daily micro connections to create real, true intimacy and closeness. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Medcalf, and I'm a practicing psychologist, number one Amazon best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven with over 35 years of experience helping people just like you. Join me as I teach you actionable tips and strategies to create connection, joy, and ease in all your relationships. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. You know who I am. I'm your host, Dr. Abby Metcalf, and here we are in season six, getting it done. And this is a topic that uh, I, you know, I've I get a lot of questions. Right? People write in; they want to know things. My own clients. I'm talking to them, and I realize that lately I have been sort of beating the drum of micro connections. And whenever that happens, I think, hey, I should. I should talk about this on the podcast. I should put this out there to the masses. So that's what I'm doing. I'm getting it out there to everyone. Uh, and if you're watching me on YouTube, you notice that I moved my microphone back up. So I'm hoping the sound is a little better this way. I have a wonderful sound person who takes care of all that, but uh, let's try to make it even easier, right? So there's nothing in front of me. I'm just here. I'm all here. If you uh, aren't watching me on YouTube, uh, I'd love for you to uh, check it out. I don't know if you want to look at me. I, I, I can't imagine why, but what the hell. And uh, if you do, please like and definitely subscribe to the channel. Like, and when you're subscribed, you'll know when I'm doing the YouTube lives with the Ask Dr. Abbeys. So that'll be a really positive part of that. And as always, you can find me on Instagram and all the places anyway. So 
So I was thinking about how I wanted to start this and I really I was really wanted to talk about when I see date nights. That's one of my does anybody else people watch? Is that just me? Psychologists? Is that I love to people watch. It's one of my favorite things. And I just I'm enamored with people. I love people. I love to chat with people. I like to connect with people. I like people. You know, I like food. I like people. I like fashion and clothing. Like there's things I just love. And one of those things I and Gary and I'll do it together when we're out. We often when we're out on a date ourselves uh, or we're just out to dinner or whatever with the kids or whatever. We'll look around and we love to pick out who we think is on a first date, right? Who's on or who's on the dreaded date night, right? Who Who's doing what? And you can tell often because there's a lot of those first dates, you know, there's a lot of touching, there's a lot of hair flipping, there's a lot of, you know, this sort of energy that's happening um, between the two. Although I also see what I think are a lot of first dates with people on their phones. What are you doing? You need to stop that. I want, I want to talk to everybody about that. But anyway, that's something else. Um, but there's, you know, usually some quick touching, some, uh, some sort of leaning in that just feels different. There, you can kind of feel the energy, a little bit of the awkwardness, you know, that kind of thing. So love those. But I also, what I see more of are... <laughs> the dreaded date night, you know, not, it shouldn't be dreaded. Gary and I love our date nights, but, um, I see people, I know, I feel like we should have the Jaws music playing in the background. Right. Um, I can, you can just tell like some, I don't know, therapist, some well-meaning friend, you know, told some struggling couple to go have a date night. I mean, what, yeah, right. What a great idea. We are barely getting along. I can just about Everything you do bugs me. So let's definitely spend some forced hours together, you know, trying to be intimate and get the spark back. I, I find this crazy. And I know that I would say the majority of couples I see, they tell me that a previous therapist had told them to start doing date nights. And I and I, I think Esther Perel, who I really respect and love, and a lot of these other therapists I also respect. It's not like you're a bad therapist because you've told a couple to have a date night. I'm just saying it seems like it's a given. And I don't find the date nights as helpful as other things. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I think that date nights happen later after you've done the thing I'm going to talk about or while you're doing the things I'm talking about. I Because I can watch people sitting on these date nights, having stilted conversations. Um, and sometimes you get, you, I, I have eavesdropped. I'm not, okay, I'm not, I've, I'm not such a great person sometimes. I, I eavesdrop a little. I love to hear what people are talking about. If you're next to me in a restaurant, if you see me, you should move or keep your voice down if you don't want me to know what you're talking about. I I, I don't then just sit and gossip about you. Don't think that. And, and I'm not sitting there judging you. I am not. I, if anything, I think, oh my God, that's so great if people are really having an amazing conversation. Or sometimes I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'd love to help them. I really want to talk to them. Um, but, you know, I do it. I'm not going to lie. I don't always do it. I'm sort of exaggerating, but I, I do like to do it. I like to kind of see what people are talking about and what's going on. Sometimes I get ideas for the podcast. And, but it, I can, you know, you can tell some, and I've been told this, sometimes people are, couples are told, okay, you have to go on date night, but you can't talk about the kids. You can't talk about work. And you can see them like, gulping down that too expensive bottle of wine they ordered, right? Um, 
I don't know, eating the same meal they've been eating at that restaurant for years. There doesn't seem to be a lot of playful banter. I, I And, you know, you can, I swear you can kind of hear what they're thinking. You know, they're thinking like, oh, I just spent uh, all this money on a babysitter and now the cost of the meal and this is like so much. And, oh my gosh, or the, I think in a, a lot of times one of the partners is thinking, oh my gosh, this, the, my partner's going to expect sex later. We're on date night. It's like, you know, it's, it's the law. And all I can think about is how they're chewing on those ice cubes um, and making all that noise or, or eating with their mouth open or something, you know, like you're just, you're not focused on having sexy time. And so, and, and, and I know some of you love your date nights. I'm not, you know, you get away from the kids or the house and you have time to relax and connect, but, and that's great. Like Gary and I do it. It's great. But for way too many of you, and I know because you talk to me and you write in, it's not something you necessarily look forward to. I know a lot of times in a more traditional kind of heterosexual relationship, a lot of times the women are, or, or one person, even in a homosexual relationship, one person is sort of designated often to be like the one who gets the babysitter, make sure the kids are okay and make sure, you know, what movie are they going to watch while we're gone? And, you know, all the logistic, the pets, and we have to get the dog walked. And so that, you know, they're like praise, they're adding all this work so that they can then go relax. Right. And it's just like one more thing on the to-do list. Who wants to do it? It's not something, it doesn't become something awesome to look forward to in the same way. And that always makes me really sad because, right, that's not the idea of date night. So there, I think there's just too much pressure to make a big connection on those nights. You're supposed to have fun. There's supposed to be sex later, right? And, you know, if you finally get home and you're exhausted after the week and the pressure of the night and you're supposed to have rock star sex now, and show that, you know, I'm so interested in improving this relationship. And, but the inevitable result to me is non-rockstar sex, if any sex happens at all. And remember, you know, women have to feel some connection and closeness to get excited about sex. And being tired at the end of a long and stressful day and date night is often not getting her there. And by the way, I've had a lot of men in that same position. So I don't want to say that that's only women that that happens to, because it's not. But yeah, I've had men who are working hard all week. You know, this big buildup is is not helping you feel relaxed. You know, you, you, sometimes the men feel this need to wine and dine or be romantic. Again, I so I don't always know why people recommend a date night. It, it I think that sometimes they're not. Um, I get it. I mean, I think sometimes it is a great thing to go do. I just think you again also want to be looking at something else because. The point of date night is to connect. And I'll tell you right now <laughs> that the vast majority of people I work with complain about really one thing the most in their relationship, and it's not money and it's not sex. It's about feeling emotionally disconnected. And matter of fact, that's the reasons I think sex comes up a lot for, again, often men, but women too, is that it's one of the ways they feel connected. So they're feeling disconnected when it's not there. The 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 real issue is that lasting emotional connection doesn't come from big grand gestures. It's not from whirlwind vacations or big date nights or even sex. Again, all these things are great. 
I love them all. Love having sex, love love vacations, love extravagant uh, dinners and things. Sure, love them all. But it there's more than that. And I listen to a lot of couples who say, you know, they watch a show together after a long day. And sometimes they think that's connecting. But it doesn't build true emotional closeness closeness and intimacy. I really want to say that when you're watching a show together, and again, Gary and I watch shows together, like I get it. I watch shows with my kids to connect, but there's more to it. Cause when you're watching a show together, you're, uh, I had a client say this recently in this way, and it, I thought it was brilliant. She said, you're adjacent, not connecting. And it's true. I think a lot of what happens in our homes is adjacent not connected. <laughs> so watching a show next to each other. If you're watching a show, quote unquote, together, but each of you are on your phone or one of you is actually doing work on your laptop while that's happening, I don't know that that's really connecting, connecting. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm not saying it's not at least being in a room together or laughing at a show together is connecting on some level, right? Or maybe having a show you love and talking about it later, if it's, you know, Dexter or something heavier or whatever. Again, all those things could be really cool, but you want to think about what else you could do that you're not just sitting there next to each other, but that you're actually connecting on an emotionally close level, right? Emotionally close. And lasting emotional connection, I believe, is really built from those micro connections. And I don't know if anyone else, I don't know who else might talk about this. I I talk about micro connections a lot. And micro connections don't happen in one fell swoop. They just don't. Like, you know, one big date or one big thing. Again, those things can also be connecting, but that's not, you just don't do them enough. So, you know, sitting around watching TV together adjacent isn't enough going on the date night once a week or even twice a week isn't enough. You know, their great relationships are built daily, you know? So micro connection, connections happen over the course of a day, it, which, or the core, over the course of weeks, months, you know, years. You've really, what you wanna work on is building the trust to create this connection. And that comes from consistency, okay? That's what it comes from. You don't build trust in your relationship on a once a week date night. You build it daily. I, I So I'm just trying to hammer this home. I hope, you know, I'm trying to hammer home this point. It's an important point. So again, date nights are fine, but we really want to, at the very least, add micro connections. So the micro connections I'm talking about are important. I mean, ultimately, so you can also have constructive conversations to, to, you know, to problem solve and better the relationship. So, cause what do I always say, right? What, what is the thing? I, I, I say a lot of things the most, I guess, but you have to connect to correct. You have to connect to correct. So if you're building these micro connections daily and you're feeling connected to this other person, and then you ask them even to change the light bulb, or could you pick up my dry cleaning or, um, you know, I have, we really have to talk about whether we're having kids or not, or even a big topic or a little thing. When the connections are in place, you can quote unquote, correct. You can have a conversation where you say, you know, I'm not happy about something or where you, you know, 
talk about what's hard or where you ask for things, you know, to be different or to change. Could you pick up your socks? Could you please put away the dishes? You know, all those things. I know that's not quite correcting, but it's in that same bucket. Connections like these, when you have these micro connections, they build the foundation for being able to quote unquote correct later. If you're feeling connected and then you later ask your partner to, you know, to listen to something that's bothering you, they're much more likely to do it. I, I want to hammer that one home. So I want you to focus on building these small connections and intimacies, again, throughout the day and week. Uh, and so let's get to it. Here are my, I'm going to give a top, I'm going to try for 10. I think I can have 10. Top 10 tips, or I'm going to be close to 10, to make that happen, to micro-connect. You know me, I'm always about the tips. Okay, so hopefully I've made my case for why you care and why you should be doing it. All right, so I think number one is one I've talked about before, but you know, we're putting it right here. If you're in the house and your partner comes home, go to the door and greet them. End of. Stop whatever you're doing, go to the door, and create a real connection. Make eye contact, say something thoughtful, you know, I'm, ha I'm so happy you're home. Uh, you know, you can make, I, I think I've mentioned before, Gary and I kind of make out in the doorway. <laughs> as long as no kids are right there, because I hate that. Um, we, but you, you physically get off your ass and go. There's something just even about that, the the importance you're giving to the other person, the attention you're giving the other person to stop and go. I know you might be in the middle of an email when you hear the garage door go up. I know you might be in the middle of, I don't know, changing into your workout clothes. I know you might even be in your workout in the garage. You might be cooking dinner. You might be doing homework with the kids. You might be doing a million things. You might be just resting. Get up. It takes seconds to greet at the door. And I would really offer this um, anytime, again, your partner, it's not just coming home from work, it's just coming home, being back in the house, coming back into the pack. <laughs> Even if you're the only part of the pack, maybe you and the dog or something, it's coming back in the pack. Get up, get to the door, connect, hey, glad you're home. A hug is always a nice thing. Kiss is you know, great too, whatever you can do. Um, maybe just open the door for them. Maybe see if they're carrying things. If Gary's always grabbing things off my shoulders, because of course I always have 50 things when I walk in the house. Um, you know, just again, really be there, be excited to see each other. That's a great micro connection. Okay. Number two, I would say is to make a point to kiss your partner. Good morning and good night. Um, every day, or at least go out of your way to say it every day. Good morning and good night. Every single day. I think this is actually really huge. So uh, one of the things, again, and to make eye contact, to really say, don't, you know, as they're, don't do it as a drive-by, I call it. You know, you're watching TV, they're coming out of the kitchen with their little late night drink or whatever, and, you know, some warm milk or whatever they have. And, you know, you yell from the couch without turning around, good night. And they're like, good night. And you go, no, no, no. Just say good night. Really say good night. I highly recommend if your partner goes to bed at a different time than you to go to bed with them. And this might be second tip. This might be another tip, but that's okay. We'll, we'll call it two and a half. Um, go to bed with them at the same time and then just get back up and go 
go leave. But you can snuggle for a minute. You can tuck them in. What a sweet thing. We do it with our children all the time. We go tuck them into bed. We make sure they're okay. We kiss their little keppies, you know? It can be sweet. It can be sexy. It can be anything. But to sort of really end that evening with them is a very nice thing. All right. Tip number three, um, continue to make bids for time together. So if you've been asking your partner to go to church with you for years and they always say no, you know, quote unquote, always uh, think of something different to ask them that you think you might get a yes for. Start somewhere smaller and maybe build to going to church or build to the next thing, right? You know, you can build into it. Bids, I spoke, I've chatted a lot about them. I did, I'll link to the whole podcast episode. If, if you, if you're in a relate, love relationship, and you listen to no other podcast, you really want to listen to that, ep no other episode, sorry. Uh, you want to listen to that episode. It's on bids. You can search bids on my website. You can Abby Metcalf bids in any, anywhere you listen to this podcast and it'll come up. And it is really, it's the work of John Gottman, the famous marriage researcher out of New York. It is they're a game changer. I don't know what else to say. When you really start paying attention to the bids or anytime you're asking your partner for attention in any way, that's a bid. You know, hey, come look at this or, um, oh, look at that bird in the tree. That's a bid. You know, this is something important to me. Is it important to you? And uh, what Gottman's research has found is that turning towards a bid, those were happier couples who stayed together longer, meaning the person was like, oh, let me see the bird. What kind of bird is it? You know, uh, versus either turning away from the bid and kind of ignoring it or even actively, um, I, oh, I can't remember the word, sorry, uh, actively like rejecting the bid. Like, oh, why are you asking me about birds? Jesus, you know, you always talk about stupid stuff. I mean, that is the worst, worst to be doing. So you want to lean into the bid. And so that's something you want to think about all day. Have I made a bid for my partner's attention? That's a micro connection. And have uh, they made bids to me? Like, am I watching for those? And you can even ask your partner, when I'm working with couples, I have them do this. I have them really identify when bids are made. And it's a nice thing to do if your partner doesn't know, you know, you made a bid and they ignore it, you can say, hey, I was making a bid. And you can say it lovingly. You don't have to be hurt or rejected or anything. Say, hey, that was a bid. Like, let's try it again and do it again. I've done that with Gary multiple times. Um, I don't think he's ever done it with me, but uh, not that I haven't missed bids. I just think he doesn't say anything. But, you know, if I'm asking for something and he sort of misses it, I give him a, a mulligan and we do it again. <laughs> so. And again, if you're making a bid for the same thing over and over like this, I, I picked the going to church because I had a client whose wife kept asking him to go to church and he didn't want to. And um, so, you know, find something else. So even if the bid is coming at you and the person won't change the bid, you might say to them, listen, I, I really don't want to go to church on Sundays, but what else could we do? Like, what are you hoping to get from church that we could maybe build somewhere else? You're looking for time with me? Are you look like, maybe you're okay with reading scripture with them. Maybe you're okay with going to church afterwards to, um, you know, sometimes after church people, I don't go to church because I'm a nice Jewish girl, but I've seen people can get together and, you know, go to lunch or brunch or whatever you guys do after church. <laughs> Just making shit up. You know, that's what I do. I don't know what feels like to go after church, um, but whatever that might be, or mosque or temple or whatever you do, there's often food after, and maybe that's where you'd like the person. I don't know. You know, talk, ask, 
see what else you could do. Again, make a bid that there's somewhat another way to connect and find out why that one thing is so important to them because you might be able to re replicate that somewhere else. Okay, how are we doing? Are we doing good? Check in with yourself right now. Are you feeling like, oh, these are good bids? Remember, you don't have to write these all down if you can't take notes. You could always go to the website. There's a corresponding blog. This is episode, I think, 252. But you can look up micro connections and you could go to the blog and all the tips will be there. So you could just get them there. Okay. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tip number four is, you know, touch your partner more often, even if it's uh, just getting their attention. Uh, a good trick, you know, could even be, I had someone do this. This is crazy, but to, they touch their partner every time they touch their phone. Now, some people never put their phone down, but anytime you pick up your phone or look at it, it's a, it could be a great little reminder to touch your partner too. Why is your phone getting more love than your partner? That's what I would ask. So you could do that. You could just think of touching your partner anytime you talk to them. You could, and t I, you know, I don't, you know, guys, I don't mean like grab her boob. Okay. Or smack her ass. I mean, <laughs> or women, <laughs> I mean, like touch your partner, touch them on the, you, just lightly. It doesn't have to be a lot, shoulder, arm, whatever, touch their face. Um, you know, when they're talking to you, that's always a beautiful, I love when Gary grabs my face when he's talking to me. It's so, oh, oh, makes me melt. Um, these are beautiful ways to connect. These are great ways to just talk and really feel intimate. I and mean, I will tell you that is one immediate way. If I'm talking to Gary about something and he starts to smile and he just holds my face in his hands as I'm talking, I just melt. I, I, my, I'm a little puddle. I'm a little puddle. Um, sometimes I even forget what I was talking about, which is maybe his goal to make me shut up. I don't know. Gary, is that his goal? Don't tell Gary we talk about him on the podcast. Remember, okay? It's always a secret because he's very shy and he would die to know I talk about him. Anyway, especially like our sex life or anything else, which I love to chat about. Um, but that touching, it's just so intimate. It's so lovely and it makes such a beautiful connection. And I, I do, I feel really close to him when he does it. And I'm feeling, again, connected and close. And so certainly if in the next 10 minutes he said, hey, can I talk to you about something? Um, you know, I had a hard time the other day when you said blah, blah, blah. I would certainly be in a much more receptive mood to that than if we weren't connected or if he just pulled that out of nowhere. Uh, so again, because you have to connect to correct, right? So he's, you know, connected first and then might say something. That is the best time. I know a lot of people 
don't want to say something when things are going well because they're like, no, I don't want to rock the boat. Things are going well. I don't want to poke the bear. But that is the best time to do it to have a good outcome. So I'm just a healthy, connected outcome. That is the only time to do it. Not when your partner's pissed at you and doesn't want to do crap for you. That is not the time, right? That, that doesn't work. So there you go. Make it a goal to touch them as often as possible. Number five is, I would say, you know, I think another really great thing to do, I'm going to throw this in here, is to consciously do a nice thing for your partner every day. Just consciously, just think every day, every morning when you wake up, go, what's one thing I could do today for my partner? It creates this unconscious connection. And for you, it's very conscious, but for them, it's this unconscious connection because of the energy you're putting out. So, you know, putting away the dishes without being asked, cooking a favorite meal, uh, filling up the gas tank, or there's a ton of things you can do to make your partner's life just a tiny bit easier. And again, just the act of thinking of nice things to do for your partner will definitely put you in a better headspace that is so much more connected. So random acts of kindness kind of ideas, thinking of things to do. It could also be if you know your partner loves the the love text. Gary knows I love those things. Um, You know, he doesn't do it a lot. So when he does it, it really feels good. But he'll send me a little something like just thinking about you or he'll send me some cute little meme or, you know, and it just fills my heart. You know, it's right there because my love, I know you'll be shocked to hear this, but my love language is words of affirmation. (laughs) You know, I'm always telling you I love you and I'm just, always talking. You know, I always talking. Yeah. Cause I love words. Words are my thing. I'm writing. Those are words. I'm talking. Those are words. I, I create books and they, those are words. I love, I love me some words. I love them coming at me. I love them going out. So, <laughs> uh, that again, if you know, that's something your partner loves, you can, you know, create that. Gary really loves those acts of service. So I try to, you know, remember to do that kind of stuff. And I often will put it in my schedule, literally to remember um, something that I I know he'll really enjoy or like, you know, this time with him, this act of service, this thing to do. Okay, but I'm getting off topic. Let me stay on. Number six, I'm going to go back to one of my old standards. If you want to really micro connect with your partner, ask some questions instead of making a statement. Yep. Yep. In a moment, anything they say, whatever it is, like, oh, I have to, you know, um, whatever they're talking about, you know, oh, I'm going to go cook dinner, you know, uh, ask some questions. Oh, all right. Do you want any help with dinner? Or what are you thinking of making? Do you want some idea? Do you want to have some ideas together? Do you want to brainstorm? Any, it can be anything. But you want to ask these open-ended questions. And if you can, it's about them like but not just you know how was your day but try to ask questions like if you could take a vacation anywhere in the world where would you go if if we could dream ask some fun questions these are so connecting to talk about uh what's one thing you'd like to change this month if i was the perfect partner what would i be doing more of These are all wonderful questions to ask. Is there anything you want to see more of in our sex life? Um, If uh, if if you could, um, if we had a million dollars right now, extra, what would you like to do with it? You know, just 
dream with your partner a bit. Just ask questions. Just go crazy. It could be anything. But there are such beautiful ways to get to know your partner, to be curious about them, uh, to have a great conversation and be ready to talk, you know, not just here, but you can also chime in. Um, it's a really lovely, lovely, yeah, it's it's lovely. Ask questions. Just again, open-ended, not, you know, why'd you do that? That's not the kind of question I'm talking about, I think is obvious. Ask questions that come from love, that come from dreaming, that come from visioning. Um, if we had the perfect house, what would it look like? You know, I could go on and on, right? Get inventive. Think of fun questions to ask your partner to connect. Okay. Number seven is to make a point not to criticize or judge. I'm going to say it all. <laughs> and again, this is going to be easier if you're asking questions and not making statements from the last tip. Okay. It's what we know is that it's better to avoid doing the bad thing than to do the good thing. Hope I said that well. When you, so you can do 10 wonderful things for your partner, but if you do that one kind of negative thing, if you judge or criticize again, they go, oh, here we go again. It's like it erased all the good things you did. So really make it a point not to screw up, I guess is what I'm saying. I don't want you to be self-conscious and nutty and crazy, but I want you to think about it. Um, you know, don't make partner comments on your partner's driving. Um, how they don't say how they could do something or should do something. Don't compare what they're doing to how you do it. You know, well, I'd do it X way. You know, these are all ways that we judge without realizing it and they don't help. And I will say this with so much love in my heart that you men listening, about 25% of the people listening are men from all of our data. So I hear, I love that you're here. Thank you for being here. Stop. Stop giving your fucking opinion. <laughs> I say it with love because I love you. My wonderful Gary will give his opinion on everything. And I, I'm like, well, I, no one asked you. You know, it's such a, a way to be socialized in most of the world that men just get to talk. They just get to, oh, my opinions are valuable. Let me share them. We don't want to hear them. Shut up. I say with love again. Stop talking. Stop giving your opinion. If it's not asked for, and even when it is, by the way, don't give it. If some, even when they ask, unless you're at work and someone's asking, I guess, you know, all right. But otherwise, stop giving your opinion. I, it's shocking to me how much men, uh, my, again, I love my Gary. He's such a great guy. I'm married to a good one. I got a good one on my side. And he still gives his opinion a lot on everything. <laughs> and it's like, it's just how he grew up, you know, and he's, he's at the top of the food chain, you know, he's a six foot four white male. So he's top, top of the food chain, you know, and he knows he's on, he, he gets that part. He's pretty self-aware when it comes to that stuff. But again, he's like a fish who doesn't know it's wet. And again, we're older. So we were certainly socialized at a time when men weren't, you know, really thinking about these things. I, I will tell you the biggest education I've had is my son. My son, my wonderful, wonderful son, my Max, who I always talk about, he will say things and he'll go, oh my gosh, was I just mansplaining? <laughs> or he really has so much awareness as a 19-year-old to how much, you know, and, and of course, his sister and I, McCartney and I, will call him on his stuff a lot. So he'll say something to McCartney's right there, man. She's just like, you know, Max, no one asked for your opinion. 
And he'll, and he's so good about it. He's like, oh my God, you're right. I'm so sorry. You know, there's a way that she knows to speak out. She sees it for what it is. I grew up where I didn't even notice this stuff. I really didn't. It's, it's only been in the last 10 years that I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Why do men always say that, you know, and how come I don't feel like I can? And, and I, God knows I give my opinion a lot. You know, you're here right now with me with all my opinions, but you're asking for them as far as I'm concerned. If you, you know, pay me to come see me, you're asking for them. It's, it, you know, if you send me in a question, you're asking for my opinion. So I'm okay with it. I will be bossy Jewish mother, but I really try hard in my parenting and in my co, you know, partnering with my partner and my friends. I try not to be, you know, judgy and cr- certainly never critical. And I try, I try, I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect, but I do try to shut up. I know. Shocking to think of me quiet, isn't it? Yeah, I know, but I do it. Okay. Uh, So yeah, I think I've said enough about that. Okay. Number eight, let's see if I can make it to 10. (laughs) Number eight is to make it a goal to catch your partner doing something right every single day and tell them what you see. I know. Make it a goal to catch them doing something right. Talk about programming your RAS in the right direction. Remember your reticular activating system or your RAS for short is the part of your brain that it takes things that you think consciously and sends them to your subconscious to look for those things. The example I always give is if you've ever thought about buying a car, uh, all of a sudden you see that car everywhere. You know, you thought about, you know, buying a white um Tesla and all you see are white Teslas, right? It's like, ooh, are they just making white Teslas? What happened? It's because consciously you thought something. You thought about, ooh, I want a Tesla. I like the white color. And then it sent it to your subconscious, your RES, your reticular activating system, sent this to your subconscious to look for white Teslas. And suddenly it seems like there's lots of them. And so if you're if you can you can you can program your RES to look for good things. Because right now you're probably focused, oh, he always nags me. She always does this. She never does that. He always does this. And you're looking for these negative things. So instead, look for something positive. And then again, point it out like, wow, you know, it'll make you feel good. Trust me. It'll totally make the other person feel good. And it's bonding. It's connecting. People feel appreciated and seen and heard and loved and valued, which is always good. Compliments and appreciation that are real just feel so great to the giver and the receiver, okay? The giver and the receiver. And let me say this too, it helps you realize that good things don't have to be huge. That it's just really, you know, I really appreciate, Gary said this to me recently. He he said that he, he goes, um, we were out uh, for lunch. We were out for having lunch, right? In the middle of the day on a Saturday. And uh, the waitress was commenting on my outfit because, <laughs> you know me, I'm always dressed, right? I'm always like, I'm always bringing the fashion. I, I just, I enjoy it, you know, and I always have my hair done, done and my makeup on. Like for me, that feels good just for me. And Gary mentioned it. He said, you know, it's really sweet that you, and he, and I was engaging, of course, with this waitress who was, um, I was like, I know, isn't this shirt great? Here's where I got it. We were chatting. <laughs> and uh, he said, I like how you, uh, I really like how you care about how you look 
but beyond that, he said, I really like more importantly, how you connect with other people when we're out. Like you genuinely, she gave you a compliment instead of brushing it off. You, you were like, you made her day. Like she and I were really bonding. <laughs> I really liked her. Of course you like anyone who compliments you. Right. Um, but I, I meant a lot, you know, that he saw me and, you know, I forget that I do that, that I'm just sort of kind, you know, kind to people. I, I forget. And I, I don't always realize how valuable that can be. What So what he said was, he goes, you know, that young woman maybe now feels better about herself today or or she's kinder to the next person or, you know, whatever. Like, you know, there's a way that that gets paid forward. And um, it was really nice to hear. And it, so it's not, it wasn't a big thing I did. I, I didn't, you know, I don't know, didn't give this woman college tuition money or anything. I didn't leave her a thousand dollar tip, nothing like that. But he pointed out something small and it felt really nice. Anyway, so there you go for one of those. Number nine, and you can try this. It's uh, There's really good research on this. I did it somewhere, but kiss your partner for more than five seconds once a day. Um, Gottman writes about this and his research. I'll try to link to it in the website. I've just, I've, you know, sometimes I've known something from the research for so long and then uh, I forget where I read it, but I remember it was Gottman for sure who talks about this. You know, he says a kiss that lasts more than five seconds has potential. That's how he says it. I think, um, I think I'm quoting pretty directly. So think of that, like, and you can combine this when your partner comes home from work, let's say, or just comes in the house. If you greet them at the door, you spend your time in a five second kiss. And yes, you can count. I don't care. Get good at this. You'll start to realize how long five seconds is, but uh, really kiss them, you know, really, really kiss for a few seconds. Just have that. And I'll tell you that this often appeals to women because I know sometimes women feel like, oh, if I start kissing my man, then he's going to expect sex and I don't really want sex. I just want to have this connection. So if you do this when you're both fully clothed at the front door, there's a better chance that or when you're leaving the house, even like you're about to leave the house and you have this longer kiss, you know, you don't have to worry that you're going to be jumping in, fighting him off to jump into bed. So try a five second kiss. It's a really great way or more to connect, to create connection, a micro connection in your day with your partner. All right. And number 10, uh, can you hear that? I don't know. Um, number, I'm, I'm doing a little drum roll on my desk. Number 10 is I want you to micro connect. I want you to have time each day that's electronics free. I know. Yes. So this means no phones in the room, no TV on, nothing, nothing. And so I don't just mean like the phone is at, like you're at the dinner table and your phone is turned over. Nope, it shouldn't be at the table at all. Meals to me are the easiest and best time to do this. I always have this rule in my house for the kids too. There are no phones at the table, period. They're just not at the table. You do, We will, I lived the more of my life without a phone than I have with it at this point, okay? And guess what? We were fine. It was okay not to be connected every single second. And again, we know I did an entire episode on fubbing and how tech, I did another episode on how tech affects our relationships. And what we know is that just having a phone out, what we know from the research is that just having a phone out uh, creates distance and issues in communication. So don't have it out. You'll be okay. You'll, it's all right. Unless you're a brain surgeon who is on call, maybe a heart surgeon too, who is on call and has to have the phone, that you're the only people I have off the hook. 
everybody else, and only when you're on call, everyone else, put your motherfucking phones away. Like, put them away. Close the computers. Turn off the TV and sit and really just connect with your person. You, I don't care if it's a short meal. I'm down. It's all right. If you're if this is new to you and you don't even know how to do this, have a five-minute meal. I'd rather you had a five-minute meal without technology than a longer one with technology. Got it? Again, this is that idea of adjacent or really connecting. Um, I want you to, in general, I want you to think, you know, if you're going to if you're going to do it, so those are my 10 tips. Let me just say that. And I want to say this too. Like if you are like going to go try to grab a bite, because I don't want to totally diss dates, but let me put it this way. So let's say you're out, I don't know, mattress shopping. Okay. <laughs> you need, you know, you need to mattress shop and you want to grab a bite to eat. I highly suggest doing it on a Monday or Tuesday after work. One of the reasons I think date nights fail is that couples schedule them generally on a Friday night or maybe a Saturday. At the end of a long week, everyone's tired going in. You're fucking exhausted. On a Monday or Tuesday, you're often feeling rested from the weekend. Okay. Um, all right. If you have kids, maybe you're not. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're more exhausted. I don't know. But anything helps when you're trying to connect. So Mondays or Tuesdays, I think, are really much better. And also, there are less people out on these nights. So if you do end up sharing a, a bite to eat somewhere, you often don't need a reservation. It's really a night when you can get into that restaurant that's hard to get into, which is really fun. I've had some very good meals on a Tuesday, often not Mondays because restaurants are closed often here in the United States, but Tuesdays are my go-to. There's not a lot of people out generally. It is a great night to get into that restaurant that normally you can't get a reservation for months or whatever. Uh, it's it's a good go, especially if you go a little early, It you have a really good shot. And that makes the night more kind of exciting and fun and special, which is really great. So it, it just makes the night more casual and easier to kind of go with the flow. Think about this. Relaxed couples are much happier couples. They, they just are. Relaxed people are happier people. And so... If you start practicing this, you know, com these combinations, doing random acts of kindness for one another, creating time that's more relaxed together, kissing longer, you know, you'll start to find that you talk more and argue less. You'll find yourselves really moving towards one another again, right? And remember, it took time to become distant. So give yourselves time to become close again. If you do these sorts of practices consistently, you'll actually be going on that date night and enjoying it like before you know it. So again, you don't have to never have a date night while you're doing this, but really think about, could the date nights be more casual? Could they not be so kind of rigid? Could they not, could they be on a Tuesday, not a Saturday or a Friday? Can there be just, again, more relaxation about it? And if you think of adding one or all of these ways to micro connect, you'll be creating more connection with your person, this person that you love, that you're looking to get closer to. This, again, great relationships aren't built in a day. They're, right, they're, they're built daily. So they're not built in a day, they're built daily. Really think of that. What am I doing today? What have I done today at the end of the day? Look back. All right, that's it. I got to, I did 10. I, I think I did 10 and a half, as I recall. Uh, that's it for this week. I hope you found this helpful and just a really actionable tips, you know, to, to take out into the world. 
And just so you know, these connection tips work with anybody. I, I focused on romantic relationships today, but obviously so many of these would work really well with your sister. If you're trying to connect more with your best friend or somebody at work or whatever, they would obviously work everywhere. All right, that's it for today. Let's take a breath. Thank you for being here with me. Oh, I love you so, so, so much. Thank you for being here in season six. This is really exciting for me. Um, wow, to be just starting this new season, I'm really excited about it and all the things we can do together. If you have any topics you'd like to see on a future episode, email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com or you could go to the website abbymedcalf.com and go to the Let's Connect page and there's a way to connect with me there. And uh, you can send in questions for Ask Dr. Abby, my YouTube lives, which will be uh, starting uh, again on Wednesdays in September at 1230 Pacific time. <laughs> and I'd love to see you there. You have to be subscribed to the channel to um, ask questions and you have to be, or, you know, if you want to ask them live, because you can also just ask live right there and I'll answer them. I'll answer them live right there if you show up. So I, it's not even, a, I'll answer a question that came in, but I'll also answer anybody who's live on the show who wants to have something answered. So those are great ways to connect with me. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Um, and, but you do have to subscribe to ask questions on the live. And because I, I don't want, obviously, just anybody uh, jumping on and asking those things. I want to know that you follow me, that you get me, you know, that we can have a real conversation. And um, it'll also alert you when the lives are happening. So there you have it. Oh, love you, love you. Sending such a big hug. And I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 